Hello everyone and welcome back to the Samic EDH podcast. That is Samic standing for spent all my money on cards or cardboard, whichever one you prefer. The name of the podcast is actually going to come into play for this episode. Um, we're going to be talking about something a little, little, little icky, let's say. All right, a little icky. That's a good way to describe it. Uh, I'd like to take a moment before we start this episode, as I do in all my previous episodes, or as I have done in all my previous episodes. Thanks to anybody who has listened to any of these episodes so far. I really appreciate it. I love this as a hobby. I love doing it. I love playing Magic the Gathering. I, I like playing it weekly, and I love most things Magic. So it's really nice to be able to have this outlet. Once again, thanks to anybody who has listened, and I hope to receive your continued support. By all means, if you listen on platforms such as Spotify, give it a follow. Um, we are live on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public, or additionally, Anchor. So thanks for listening on whatever platform you decide to listen to on, and, you know, hope you enjoy. So the <clears throat> today's episode has been inspired by the Wheel of Fortune which, if some of you have been keeping track, has got a very steep price hike through the secondary market. So this episode is gonna be about the secondary market. So I'm looking right now, TCG player. The cheapest that you can find a Wheel of Fortune is 300 plus $2 shipping damaged, okay? If you're looking for heavily played, I'm, it's, it's looking like 410. Um, not too long ago, this was only around like 200, 240-ish, but recently, in the last week or so, it has hiked up upwards of 400 plus. I believe that there was an instance in which um, somebody might have bought out a ton of them in anticipation of this or to cause this. Kind of unfortunate because uh, it's such a great red card, almost like a red staple, and it being it becoming a little less accessible to a lot of players like that is going to be pretty tough but um you know we'll get through it right so what is the secondary market um secondary market is basically where we purchase uh our cards from from places like tcg player card kingdom uh individual sellers local game stores even so basically when we buy these singles right uh the primary market i guess in, in this case would be wizards although we don't buy directly from wizards we buy through lgs's so we buy them in packs right so when i'm talking secondary market i'm talking about um buying very specific individual products uh singles sometimes you know rare packs etc et but this is what i'm referring to when i'm talking about the secondary market all right it might not be the exact correct way of, of uh, phrasing it and, and defining it but that's just how I see it right so um, again this is where you get something specific we avoid the random odds of, of most packs and booster boxes um, so we get something very specific it does have its highs and lows and how useful it can be and there's a lot packed in it that contributes to that all right so first I start off by talking about why it's great okay Purchasing from sources like TCGplayer.com, Card Kingdom, some individual sellers, or local game stores for products such as singles can be way more cost efficient than anybody searching through 
just countless packs trying to find whatever specific cards you're looking for. If you're looking for any cards in a specific set, a lot most people know already common knowledge. Um, buy the singles. Chances are you'll get them for ex extremely cheap. I mean, you have to, you'll have to pay for shipping, so it'll probably end up around like a dollar a card or something like that uh, if you're getting the cheap cards. But buy them as singles instead of buying like a $4 pack and then sifting through a bunch of um, commons that you'll never use, you know? Let's get rid of the gambling aspect and and just go straight to what we want, all right? So that's why it's great. These give us a an outlet to do that, to look for what we need, what we want specifically, and just order that instead of having to, to get all this pack filler and, and just hold it aside and, and stack it up or toss it, depending on what you do with it, right? And I hope you're recycling it if you are, because it is cardboard. But anyways, um, yeah, you know, most, most experienced players uh, recommend this just listen to how much the professor from Tulare Community College preaches about buying singles in every single video he says buy singles in the background he has buy singles he knows a thing or two about magic products and magic purchasing so you know um, definitely take that to heart if you are somebody that likes buying packs I'm not saying that it's bad because there is some form of excitement to buying packs I like to believe um, it's adventurous you know you're taking a risk you're taking a gamble on packs hoping that you might get some really good and there are a lot of cases in which you can get some good stuff so in some cases it does pay off in a lot of other cases it may not but I totally respect anybody wanting to buy packs or boxes and take that route okay all in all if it's fun to you then do it you know um, what we can do with magic is really just try to prioritize how much fun we have and, and control that. So, you know, why not, right? So that's kind of why it's great. We get to pick and choose. Um, why does it suck? Okay. A lot of cards are barred behind expensive prices, either for their card rarity, the efficiency of the card, or uh, specific print runs, right? So there are many reserve list cards that aren't going to be printed again that have incredible prices to say the least that have risen over the years prime example wheel of fortune right just got hiked up a little more um gaia's cradle another one that's super expensive and extremely valuable uh, in terms of play that is or well, play in value right but the prices on them make it tough for players to achieve the same kind of power level that you would get with those cards versus what all the other stuff they can get um, These cards are very efficient Again, they're very expensive. They're the, they're the older cards older versions. They're gonna they're very limited print um, Printed once or a couple times right back in the day not gonna get prints reprinted anytime soon um, But hopefully, you know it's not impossible that it'll get reprinted. Hopefully the reserve list will start to change or cards that are have very low reprint uh, editions start getting reprinted, right? We saw this with the card Three Visits. Three Visits got reprinted in a recent set. And then, so, whereas before there was only a single print and it was like, a hundred, like I think it was around 200 or so bucks. Once a new one came out, the new reprint the new reprint is dirt cheap, okay? And the original also dropped in value a little bit. Fantastic, stuff like that is great to see because it gives people access to these fantastic cards that otherwise they probably wouldn't have, okay? But anyways, back on topic. 
why does this suck a lot of cards are barred behind prices um they do tend to make cards that have the same functions as these older cards that might be limited re limited print and expensive although the new ones tend to have some drawback or maybe a little bit of a nerf to them a prime example is the original dual lands right the original dual land tropical island Missy, uh i believe is mystery rainforest lands like that they're extremely expensive they're always growing in price they come in untapped with no drawback or condition they're fantastic okay especially in edh um but we got some new lands right we got uh battle bond lands that come in untapped as long as you have two or more opponents we have the shock lands that can come in untapped if you pay two life right so they create new versions just with drawbacks and stuff they're still pricey mind you or they can be pricey some of them are really cheap for the least popular color combinations but they're they're way less pricey than the originals and we can use them and put them to great value so by all means i i totally believe that if you can find some sort of alternative that would benefit you uh that has the same like actions as these original cards that are, that are super expensive that you might not be able to get a hold of do it you know get them even if they're one two two more mana uh, in cost i'd say it's valuable you know these again like i said these battle bond lands and and these shock lands are fantastic there's also some that come in untapped as long as you control a specific type of land those are really great you know let's take um as much use of those as we can and, and work with those but otherwise you know trying to get these original cards is very difficult because they are very expensive and to i'm not gonna say most but to a huge fraction of people who don't have expendable money to spend on these cards it's just impossible to get sometimes not impossible but extremely difficult i have already spent a ton of money on cards in this game and i and i know my limits you know I just got a jeweled lotus so other than that I got a mana crypt the prices on those are my limit all right I'm not going any higher than that even those kind of stung to get but I kind of want to be at a certain power level and I needed them I'm, I play against them a lot and just kind of being behind that kind of sucks which is why I decided to buy those cards but you know there are tons of other cards that I would hope I would hope to get too, but I just really can't because how expensive they are, and that's why secondary market's kind of tough because these people that have got them, there are people that have gotten these cards before back when they were super cheap or cheaper, and now they're super expensive. So to for any of us new players to acquire them from these people, it is just like a headache. Okay, it's a headache. It's a headache, and it is painful to the wallet right so there are clearly pros and cons to the market uh but in mentioning the reserve lists you know there's also another issue about that prevalent in the community and that's whether the existence of the reserve list should be erased or not so if we analyze this objectively uh let's take a look abolishing the reserve list and reprinting a lot of these cards can effectively reduce prices to make these cards easier to acquire for newer players or just players that have wanted them in general. However, in doing so, the value that they originally held 
would take a dip. And we have to think about, you know, is that fair to those who, I wouldn't say those who came before, but those people who take value in collecting, right? Collectors. Imagine the hit that they would take, right? In, in a way, as it stands right now, a lot of magic cards are like stocks. You get in while they're low. You try to take a gamble on whether they're going to rate the rise or not. You know, a lot of these reserve list cards will. And you stick with it. So if, if, if it were to be abolished and the reprints start to happen and the price would start to slowly lower, that would definitely be tough. I'm sure a lot of these collectors and investors would sell because of that. But, you know, there's a trade-off, right? So it would make tons of people happy that we'd, that we'd get the ability to get more reprints. But again, at the cost of the happiness of of another group of players so there, there's there's multiple demographics that would benefit from both sides of these right it, it's really tough for both ends i guess uh but yeah it makes it really painful for those kind of people i like like if i put it into my perspective okay mana crypt got reprinted in double masters and the price dropped i was very happy about that and you know i eventually got one myself cost about 90 bucks or so if i woke up tomorrow and they said oh mana crypt's getting reprinted again in call time and the price of the mana crypt dropped by like 30 percent i would definitely feel a little sting okay because i got this recently so that's a that's a good example of how painful it could be to those who bought it at a at a more expensive price but you know it's kind of weird saying that because it's, it's like it's like saying oh man uh like me like me to complain about that if it were to happen you know it's almost like saying oh man i spilled my water how come you get to drink yours you should spill your water too right and that's why the argument of you know just pay the price for the card is pretty invalid it's not fair it's i wouldn't say it's elitist but it's one of those things that you can kind of look at in a weird way and just say like yeah we want to be fair to people but if you if somebody could get if the if those in the, that come after could get a better experience why not encourage that right i don't know so then there's the issue of what if there were too many reprints of cards right let's let's move on from the reserve list um what if there what if there comes that there are too many reprints okay of cards in the secondary market uh the way we analyze that i i like to think is by comparing it to people that say why don't we just print more money okay so Printing more money would effectively drop the dollar value in the United States. I'm in the United States, so I'm using the United States as an example. Okay, It'll set the economy a little bit topsy-turvy, the way things are priced, bought, and sold at. And the same could be said for cards. They get tons of reprints, right? Like I said earlier, um, more reprints equals cheaper prices for a lot of previous versions it's not always really a really big dip but sometimes it can be 
So it's going to really change the market as we know it, right? TCG, buying a TCG player would be totally different. I love when cards get reprints, you know. When they get a ton of reprints, let's be honest, the value drops down so far. But again, that makes it accessible to people. So, you know, um, I guess we really just gotta look at it and ask ourselves, like, do we really need cards that are so expensive? Can we wait for the reprints? If there are reprints coming, if there's not reprints, do we really want to spend that much money on these cards? Why are we addicted to buying these rectangular pieces of cardboard with art on them that are shiny? You know, if you get a foil or their alternate art and stuff like that. Why are we addicted to playing this hellish card game, okay, where they're constantly coming up with new BS mechanics and, and just so much crap and cards are just so expensive. This is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while because as I've grown as a Magic player, like the price of cards, some cards is just crazy, you know. Playing against an expensive deck isn't always, does it, it, there isn't always a, a huge power difference, but a lot of times there's a very evident one. And that kind of makes me feel like I need to upgrade my power level to compete with that. But I don't want to spend the premium to do so. It's just tough, right? It's just tough. So, as for my personal opinion, someone who spent, who has spent a good amount on cards, you know, hence the name of the podcast, I am 100% for reprints. I'm not a seller as of right now, so I don't give a crap about selling cards and selling prices. I only care about purchasing prices, right? But sometimes I just feel silly buying cards for a super high premium you know spending so much money i'm not gonna lie but i sometimes i need them to go fast or hit hard in a game of edh my play group is is casually competitive we're not cedh but we're not just super casual either you know we go for the throat and i need to keep up with that sometimes i need to spend more money on that it's just so exhausting it's so exhausting hoping for that Imperial Seal reprint, if it ever comes. Hoping for more and more. That's why when the new year hit, I kept saying, Happy New Year. Let's hope for new sets, new cards, new reprints. That's probably one of the things that a lot of people look forward to a lot because we get the price drop. It's no secret that a problem with this game is how expensive it's becoming to play. Hence why I'm all for reprints, okay? I just wanna be able to sit down, play some fun, some frustrating, competitive, casual, ridiculous, and affordable, of all things, magic. But that's just me, you know? I don't know what you guys think, how you guys feel. Um. By all means, if you guys enjoyed this episode, and if you have any comments, questions, or anything, you can send me DMs on Twitter. You can at me. The Twitter handle is at SamicEDH. Drop a follow if you can. Drop a, drop a follow on the podcast as well as Twitter. I will most likely follow back. Just send me a message. Let me know you listen to this. Let's talk a bit about magic. Talk about things we like about it, things we hate about it. There are tons that I have for both. All right.
This podcast is, once again, this podcast is live on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Drop a follow where you can if you want to keep up to date. Thank you guys for waiting for a new episode. Thank you for listening to the previous episodes. I hope that you guys are having a good January. And I hope that, once again, you guys are staying safe, washing your hands, taking care of your loved ones, taking care of yourselves. I know we're still upon hard times. You know, we got a lot of changes coming soon. Hopefully, knock on wood, there are vaccines coming out and stuff like that. How effective they are, we're not 100% sure yet, I guess. We'll have to see. Um, But, again, above all things, stay safe. Do what we can to reduce the spread. And play on spell table when you can. You know, have a good time. There's still plenty of ways to play magic during this time and, and still enjoy yourselves. But, yeah. Thanks, guys. In the next couple episodes, I hopefully want to do a collab with a friend talking about you know, what we want from Magic in 2021. And I also do plan to do a bit of a mini review on the Call Time set, or at least talk about some cards and some mechanics that they have coming out in it. And that will come once most of the, a majority of the images have been released for all the cards or closer to official card set release date. But we'll see. All right, there's a lot to look forward to. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day night, afternoon, whatever it is, whenever you listen. Hope you guys enjoy yourself and take care of yourself.